What's up and welcome to the Ant Hill Show. I'm Ant, of course. This is Jay Hill. He was entirely wrong. It was he the best prediction the ever. Best prediction ever. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I I picked Niners. Maybe Jason's just been the bad luck guy the whole time. <laughs> it's like Celtic pride. You know, you oh. got to root for the opposing team for oh. the rest of the year. Hate that phrase. Um, yeah. That, that, that phrase that, makes me sick. That's basically what East Bay Chris does over on Twitter. <laughs> he just always goes against the 49ers. It seems to work out for the Niners. But right. uh, Jay Hill, absolutely huge game. San Francisco 49ers needed a win against the Rams. I mean, I don't think it was a must win, uh, but it was definitely it was close though. It was it was, it was a, a needed victory, and they get the win. Now they're first place in the NFC West. But let's talk about the game overall. Uh, it's very fresh in our minds right now. Yes, it, it just happened is. last night, so it's an, it was an exciting experience. But what did you think about the 49ers' performance, especially coming off that heartbreaking loss to Denver the week? before? That was a complete pounding. Wow. Uh, uh, it's funny that you say pounding because the Panthers are coming up next. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, that I it, it's funny because even though the Rams had more first downs and eight nine minutes more in possession, it never felt like they were in the game after that first drive. After the first half of the first quarter, you you just knew like Rams are gonna have, have a hard time. Like you, you just. They they were so locked on cup, and at some point it'd be. I, I hope they keep that strategy going, and they don't actually. It, it was either cup or or it was Higby. Uh, they they didn't look at Allen Robinson, they didn't look at anybody else, which that's fine because that'll be easy easy for D'Amico to lock up going forward. And and def and offensively, they looked much more in sync, much more in rhythm. Now I I I, I still wish the offense would score score more than. 17 points, but they made some big splash plays, baby. If you it, it if you can break off big plays, you don't have to worry about having to make nine first downs to get get points. You get a nice touchdown from Debo and Jeff Wilson, who, who was on that run, was the fastest any San Francisco 49er had, had run all year too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost 21 miles yeah, per hour. He was moving. Uh, he was moving. This is explosiveness I saw during a training camp. Yep. And that's what I kept trying to tell everyone, like, hey, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr. has shown some explosiveness. That was a burst. He's back from the meniscus. Like, he, he's good to go. Uh, the, the running back situation is something else because Troy Aikman let us in on a little bit. The Kyle Shannon's maybe not as comfortable with that rest of the running back room. That's why they brought back Tevin Coleman. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to try to keep this episode all about the positives about this game. The Niners had a lot of positives. And you're right, splash plays all over the place, which was huge. Uh, when it came down to it, they made plays. And I thought on the first drive of the game, you're right, it was they were getting it to Cup, they were getting it to Higby. And then that 49ers defense, when they got in the red zone, absolutely stiffened up and stopped them. And that, I thought, was very pivotal. But I think it's even more pivotal that when the Rams put up three, the 49ers come right down on their seven. first drive and put up seven. Yep. I thought that answer was Got the huge crowd in back the in the game. game. It did. It just it changed kind the whole momentum. Relaxed everyone like, oh, okay, here we go now. Right. And you know what's interesting is you watch the play before uh, because it, the Jeff Wilson Jr. touchdown comes right off uh, off a timeout. Yep. And the play before, Jimmy gets out of the huddle late. And I remember I was watching the game. And I told my dad, I was like, oh, Kyle's pissed. Kyle right was now. pissed. Because he, he left was. the huddle late. And I could I could see the uh, talk about lip reading again. You read <laughs> the, the lips of Kyle. He's not happy. But then as they go, the camera picks up Jimmy Garoppolo looking to the sideline and saying, Hey, Kyle, was that right? Because he canned the play. Yeah. They come out, he cans the play again. It ends up being the short toss like LSU always runs. Yep. 
He's so he's got a two way go. He can go outside. He can go inside. He takes the inside route. He gets fantastic blocking so well from Burford. So well uh, Charlie Warner comes back on a wham block and yep. kicks Gaines inside. It's tremendously blocked. So good, George Kittle doesn't have anyone to block on the play. <laughs> He's like, and uh -huh. Jeff Wilson Jr. outruns Jalen Ramsey and everyone else to the end zone. I thought right there that was one of the most pivotal uh, series in the entire season. Speaking of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. He wanted no part of, of Debo on the run. He made the most half-assed effort to grab his one leg I've ever seen someone make. Well, did you see him hit Debo last year and Debo not go down? And <laughs> Ramsey get up like yeah. he just made a huge hit. He, he, he had memories of that in his head. So like, ooh, I'm going to try for his leg. And if I don't get him, darn. Yeah, well, the whole time we've been thinking Aaron Donald was being rude about not knowing who Debo. Really, he just can't remember because Debo hits him so hard. <laughs> uh, and I think Jalen Ramsey is worried about that same thing happening. He didn't want to end up looking at the rest of the team and, who that? Who who Dale? <laughs> I just think that you know they made a business decision. He did. He absolutely uh, and did. And then you know what's up, uh, Hollins? Wasn't that Hollins that got absolutely rocked in the Ayuk end zone? Smoked him. Uh, by Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Ayuk Laid took care of business. Out. Yeah, I thought there was great blocking. Also, when uh, Debo cut back in the middle of the field on that play, George Kittle with a huge block there Catching too. That one too. Yeah, yeah it, it reminded me of the old 49ers down the field blocking for each other, where you John see Terry Jerry Rice and, and John Taylor yeah. coming out of nowhere to make hits. But overall, I thought it was a tremendous performance. The game was fun to watch. Uh, it was a far cry from the Denver game where it felt like there was exciting moments consistently happening um, for for the 49ers especially. But I thought the Rams were making some plays too. But they just it didn't no seem like they plays, had enough though. firepower. No big plays and no yeah. I'll uh, tell you what I'll tell you what though, Jason. One splash and that play. Offense, offensive line like we talked about after after they played Buffalo. Yeah, we, we said their old line's trash, and what happens? Evan Sachs <laughs> later. I'll tell you one splash play that mm. I did like though was one on one Fred Warner versus Cooper Cup. Yes, that and was... Warner locks him down. It don't get splashier than that. Stafford's in my eyes were lighting up, and and Troy even said he, he he fully expected to have an easy touchdown here, and didn't happen. Yeah, so let's talk about one of the guys that was making <laughs> tremendous splash plays, and that's Talanoa Ufonga. Hufanga, once again, has not only uh, got everyone's attention, but I think he's thrust himself into the defensive player of the, of the year, year category. He's in the conversation now. Is, yes. And you know what? It's it's instincts. It's intelligence. Uh, he didn't even know in the – I don't know if you watched the postgame presser. He didn't even know that Debo ripped off a big touchdown run <laughs> because he was so in tune with his calls and and you know getting into his meetings. I think that's crazy, that but is. I, I love that for Talano Hufanga. And what did you think about Hufanga's play and also the big pick six uh, that, for whatever reason, left side at Levi's ends up being picked. Fred City. Warner picks six, Fred and now Warner, this one. Jimmy yep. Ward last year, yep. the ball gets tipped, he picks it off, and now this. Uh, what is up with this uh, Talano Hufanga guy? So it, it, it was funny because Horsty had his, his football team practice last night. I had my basketball team practice. So we had the game recorded. And when we both got home, we watched the game. And not and I had seen Debo play. I was trying to stay off it, but my brother and a few other people text me, Debo! So I was like, okay, what the fuck happened? Oh, okay. <laughs> and he had seen one, one he, he had seen the Jeff Wilson touchdown too. But other than that, we had, we had no idea the final score. We had no, no idea of anything. And not... Two minutes before that, I said, you know, Ufanga's played okay today, but but he hasn't made any big-time things happen, either at the line of scrimmage or on backfield. And sure enough, like, literally two plays two plays later, pick six. Yeah. And he looks at me and goes, what the 
I was like, right, hey, you know, it's a gift. What can I say? It's a gift. No, but Ufanga, I mean, we, we, we talk about him every week, but he, he, he just, he, he's special. And I was watching uh, Undisputed this morning, and Shannon Sharp said that was the, the best defensive play he's seen all year because it was, it was film, room, film room prepped and executed to perfection. He said, he said, how often does, does a DB just let the tight end just go? Like, like he, he saw him, as soon as he made that start back to outcut, he just stopped and, and stopped and let him go and just turned and, and, and bolted because he knew exactly where the, where the ball was going. He said, he said that shows that just Ufanga is an extremely smart player. Like, it just is. And then obviously, from Sharp being a Hall, Hall of Famer, one of the best tight ends of all time, that's, that's really good. Good praise, actually. Yeah, Ronnie Lott during the week talking about Talon Hufanga. Oh, on KBR, he was going nuts. Yeah, how good he is. And uh, Hufanga's question marks, you know, it's like one of those things where you saw his draft profile and everyone talked about the things that he did well. Uh, He was very instinctual. He created, you know, opportunities for the defense to make plays. And then he also was a great tackler around the box. Last year, I thought that he struggled a little bit in coverage and he struggled a little bit in run fits. I thought those were two areas he needed to improve on. Green stopping was not one of them. No, there's an issue uh, for him, no. But I thought he came in in training camp. That was one of the things I most was excited about watching him was how good he was in coverage compared to the year before. It was the, a big jump. The growth is tremendous, and yeah. I think a lot of it just starts up here with this intelligence. He is recognizing offensive concepts at a high level. The fact that we've got Hufanga and Fred Warner that understand these concepts, and I, I have a pretty good thought process that Charvarius uh, Ward does as well. Mm-hmm. And we're about to add Jimmy Ward and Jason Brett back who do the same exact thing. This defensive uh, intelligence is going to be off the charts. You already have both on the front line. He knows what's going on. Uh, this is a good news for the four years because I thought safety was a question mark coming into the season, right? Everyone said, we have to draft the safety. We have to draft the safety. Now I don't think anyone wants why, to draft a safety why for would, any. Why would we? Why? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's Hufong, no, there's no reason. Who falls in? Jimmy Ward he's together. under contract for next what three years still? Yeah, three years at a very cheap price at a at a fifth round level. Yeah, right now I bet John Lynch already said, uh, "Start figuring, Prague, start figuring so, out how we're going to pay Lynch this guy." Twenty twenty five. We need to give this guy a call because <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. No, he's not. Hufong is going to be a staple of this defense, uh, and overall, Jason, the defense is absolutely fantastic. Uh, this defense is. Is definitely championship caliber. Um, they held the Rams without a touchdown for the first time since uh, against the 49ers since 2016. Yep. That is impressive feat. Sean McVay's offense. I mean, Sean McVay wasn't there in 2016. That's the big difference. That was uh, what's his name, Jeff. Yeah, Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Yeah, yeah he was. He he he. he well, actually, did. I think believe he got fired before that even happened. So, um, you know, Probably Sean good. Sean McVay has always brought a really good offense. He has players like Cup. Um, and yet the 49ers defense was able to shut them down. And part of the reason they're able to do the things they do because they have Mooney Ward, and they have Emmanuel Mosley on the outside, and an emergence of Diamond Lenore, who I thought played pretty good against Cooper Cup. One of the, and it's uh, Bosa after the game said, we have elite players at all, all three levels. Yeah. And like that, that's, that's the, the best way to just look at it is literally they have, they have, not potential, not pro bowlers, potential all pros at all three levels. And it's, I've been harping it since preseason and I, I'll say it again, but, but I'm, I'm seeing people now nationally. Oh, this defense is really good. Like this could be a O2 bucks, a 2000 Ravens type of 15 Rocco type. Like Joe, you've been in that since camp. Right. Like, so this is, this is not, this is not a shock to us. And it's good that, that on a national stage against the defending Super Bowl champs, 
the country saw that this defense is tenacious and smart and physical and fast. Now, one other thing, pro football focus, once again, you love them sometimes. I, I, I tend to look at them a little more new, but... Yeah, I don't love them at all, pretty much. <laughs> they, their pass rush win rate stat. San Francisco has three of the, the top ten guys in the whole league. Of course, Bosa and uh, Ebucon and I, I forgot um, the guy from the Texans, that, Charles Menehue, that we stole. Yeah, yeah. So, it, I, and that doesn't include, include Armstead. I mean, Armstead he missed over half game yesterday. Defense didn't hardly hardly been this beat with, with him off too. I mean, it's it's scary how good this defense is. And like you said, without Ward and without Verrett. So how good will they be when those guys come back? Yeah, you it's, would think they it, would be it, elite. It, it, it's scary. Yeah, it is scary. And you're, you're right. The, the defensive line produced six sacks. Uh, that's fantastic. The defense overall produces seven. Diomar Lenore comes on the, Crushed the, the blitz from his nickel position. Uh, and he's blindsided. And I'm glad he did because he gets the rub before Bosa gets to Saffer's legs, which probably would have been a penalty. Been a penalty, exactly. Um, but it was fantastic. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's Hold an absolutely fantastic game from bracketing Cooper Cup at times. It was all about limiting Cup. It was about keeping him out of the end zone, limiting his effect on the game. And it was, like you said earlier pre-show, uh, the quietest 100-plus yard game I've ever seen. It really was. It was like Tyler Lockett, right? Yeah. They did the same oh, thing to Lockett in week yeah. two. It's like, uh, yeah, you're going to do these things, but you're not going to make these plays. And I've said it from the beginning. The Allen Robinson signing uh, – it, it, Robert Woods was a better, better a player fit. and a better fit yeah. for the Rams than Allen Robinson. I never thought it was a big deal. And Mosley and Ward can lock him down. Easily. They, they, they just can. And Ben Skoranek, I mean, he made a couple of plays, uh, but his impact in the run game, Kyle Shanahan laughed. Go back and watch the Greg Papa interview. Kyle Shanahan, when they brought up Skoranek, he literally giggled uh, because he thought that Skoranek was going to go in there and play like a fullback. You're 230 pounds. Uh, but Diomar Lenore is going to crack you in the <laughs> hole. Uh, Hufonga is going to stud you up in the hole. And once the Rams figured out they couldn't run the ball, it was all on tough. Stafford. Yeah. And this 49ers defense went and teed off on him. And I thought that was a, a very the impressive other thing game. That I was glad was they only got one turnover. And that, it, you know, why am I glad they only one? Because that, that takes, oh, well, it, 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 if Gibson had, had caught his interception and if. Uh, if Fred had caught his, though, oh well, he sat, the, 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 there was two. There were MB comment strip sack. Yeah, that's right. The the story becomes, oh well, Rams had five turnovers. We we can just chalk that up to just a bad game. No, they got mauled and they couldn't do anything because the defense was that good. Not not turnovers. They couldn't do jack blank because their offensive line is not good enough, and our our defense is so good. From back to front and from front to back, it's not a turnover thing. It's a dominance issue. Yeah, right. Most, I mean, most depth on any defense in the league. Yeah. Uh, but you got the best defensive line, and you know people can talk about the Eagles all they want. Uh, we'll see what happens if they meet up in the playoffs, which they uh, probably will. They, they, <laughs> at some point, yeah, yeah, they probably will. Uh, so you got the best defensive line, I believe, the best linebacker group, and then you've got a really good secondary. I think if you add Jimmy Ward and Jason Verrett, and Verrett does play nickel, you could have the best secondary in the entire NFL. I don't think that'd be a question. Yeah, so it's, it's a it's scary proposition. You know what else is scary, Jason? 
the menace Halloween? to the NFL oh. that is Debo Samuel. That's what I tweeted from the 40 yards cutback. One He's an one. absolute menace because he catches a ball high on a screen pass. He jukes someone, and then he cuts back across the field. Now he's getting good blocking, but then he multiple guys miss him, and Jalen Ramsey has him dead to rights, Tapped and he out. runs through Tapped it. Out. It, well, it, it looks like a it looks like a high school or pop Warner game. Samuel <laughs> gets the ball. It's like, oh, he's the best player. He's gonna run around and make everyone look stupid. Well, he does. Uh, but Debo Samuel's effect on this team, it's it's infectious. Uh, he brings an attitude and aggressiveness that uh, gets this offense going. You can see them settle in when Debo gets the ball. Plus, everyone needs to go back and watch Mike McGlinchey absolutely troll Jalen Ramsey after missing that tackle. He goes up to him and gets right in his face and points at him. Really? Points at the end I zone. I see that one. And then Ramsey pushes McGlinchey, and McGlinchey like, <laughs>, laughs at him. It's one of my favorite things to watch. I believe Brad from the SF Niners got the video up, so you guys can check that out. It's it's pretty fun. Ramsey was getting getting punked left and right by, by apparently McGlinchey, by Brandon. Like, he's had a, he had a rough night there. Um, as far as Debo... It, 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 he's one of those interesting, like, I, I almost equate him to, like, the Warriors having Draymond Green. I, I'm not sure how valuable or, or would he be this good on, in, a, in a different system or a different franchise under a different coach, but, but I'm damn sure glad that we have it because he, he fits what we want to do very well. And the same goes with <laughs> Draymond. He's, He's a Hall of Fame player on, on the Warriors. If he played on the Orlando Magic, he probably gets one contract and, and is out of the league by now, too. So it, I really think that scheme and fit really matter. And, and I, I think for Debo, it's a perfect marriage. And th that's part of why I was so uh, annoyed in April and March with the whole, whole trade thing. It was like, what do you, like, where do you want to go? Like, you, you're a king here. Like, you know, it, it just it just seemed, yeah. I mean, there's obviously a, a, a money thing, but yeah. just still, like, come on, man. But uh, he very rarely does a wide receiver set the tempo for a team. And well, on he's game not a wide receiver, Jason, he's a wide wide back. back. Well, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> he he sets the t the tempo because, like you said, he makes a couple of catches. He makes a guy miss. He runs somebody over. Especially at home, it gets the whole Levi's, the whole sideline gets rocking, and it 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 it's it, 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 it's infectious. And you saw when he scored, the whole team was down there giving him a high five. Even the best football player of all time said, "What's up?" as he was sipping his wine, his cocktail, whatever he he had going there. But I like to think it's like a to vino. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, it's just he gets the place rocking he, he he makes the play that we need to make to get the game kind of up to a, a good spot he's, it's it's just he he's great to have and i'm god he's ours yeah he's spectacular yeah. <laughs> uh, with the ball in his hands i mean there's not very many players that can do the things that he does in the open field uh, running back or wide receiver. And I think that's what makes him special. That body that he has is physically imposing, and you saw it on display. Uh, but he also had, you know, the, the, the way of the moves, you know, make people oh. miss. He had the moves like Jagger out there, and he could definitely get it done. Uh, so I was, I, was ex I was excited about seeing Debo make that play, and I thought that helped the offense settle in as well. Um, and what that does is all those screen passes produce first downs. It's 
There's a lot of really nice plays that come off of that, and it all starts with Debo getting the ball in the open field yep. and making plays and Kyle scheming it up. But I thought Debo was very nice for this offense. And, Jason, let's talk about this offense overall. Uh, the offense is it's really um, it's something that's been criticized so much. Of course, you had the big game, 27 points against Seattle Seahawks. And then, you know, you come back and just absolutely lay an egg against the Denver Broncos. The offense looked out of sync. Uh, they didn't look great. Um, but then, you know, they go ahead and they come back in this game and they score 17 points. They could have easily had 24 with George Kittle in the back of the end zone. Uh, but what do you think about overall the execution of the offense and, you know, how this offense looked against a, a Rams defense that isn't bad? They got some pretty good playmakers. It's It was honestly a hell of a lot better than <laughs> a mile high. But that being said, 17, 17 points is still not enough, okay? Um, you said last week it was enough. No, no, it, it is to win, but when it's 14 to 6 in, in, in the fourth and you're absolutely dominating the game, and it's like it's, it's a one score game. So if a DB slips and falls, something out of that, all of a sudden, all of a sudden it becomes a, a tie game. So they don't need to, the bar for the offense is not super high because of how good our defense is. Right. But. Let's not have to make the defense feel like they have to do everything the whole game. Like, let's score 24, 27. So it's like, oh, man, we're up by, by three scores. We can kind of go do our thing and not, 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 not have to be perfect all the time, even though they have been damn near perfect for all, all four games. But so it, it, it looked better. It looked a little more in sync. I'm, I'm concerned with. <laughs> McKibbitt's being hurt because that does mean more Jalen Moore for next next few weeks. So that that's a little scary because at the end of the day, the Panthers do have a really good <laughs> defense. So yeah, they have Brian Burns, right? They they He's got a pretty fast. good defense. That dude line. is fast. Uh, but the Fortnite also have Daniel Brunskill. Now they played Brunskill at right guard for Spencer he Burford. Ate Aaron Donald up. He he did pretty uh, again. good. <laughs> um, I think that you know you have the potential to move Daniel Brunskill to left tackle They're if needed. Have to. They have Blake Hance, but they haven't been willing to go that route. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Moore did a lot better in this game than he did the week before. He couldn't have done any worse. Well, he, he did good. Like, <laughs> he, I think we need to give him like, credit for played, doing good. Played, played like 10 plays, gave up like six pressures. Like, that was bad. Oh, last week he mm -hmm. played seven plays. Um, but, well, it, it was a terrible ratio. Yeah, but, I mean, you, everyone's allowed to have bad performances nope. on occasion. Nope, you're not. Sorry. Uh, he's a young guy. So I don't care. No excuses. I, I think that he's – I think Jalen Moore will be okay, but, I mean, it's not exactly what we want. Colt McKivitz was having a really he good game. He played really well, yeah. So I think he would have been nice to have, you know, this week, and we'll, we'll see what happens with his injury and, and if he's able to uh, play pretty soon. Yeah, they're saying MCL. We don't know the extent of the the injury. He did not go to the back. He stayed on the sidelines. Yeah. He's a tough dude. Um, so yeah, yeah so he, offensive line could be the question. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well yeah. I mean, uh, right, Javon Kinlaw be doing that kind of stuff too with squirrels. That's true. So and Grant Cones. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of just the way that you know. Wow. But I mean, we have some injuries. I think those are always concerning. Uh, the 49 yards offense is just relying completely on Jeff Wilson Jr. in the running back room. They haven't went Marlon Mack. They haven't. Tevin Coleman came in for a couple third down plays. Um, no Jordan Mason again. But I think they're going to have Twitter to figure World's out gonna, this. Going to be getting pissed soon. Yeah, they no need Jordan to, Mason. They need to figure out this running back room. But uh, I think overall, right now, the offense played good enough to win. They should be able to do the same thing against the Panthers and the Falcons. Um, so Baker. Mayfield. But let's talk about That's all I gotta say. Let's talk Baker, about them Mayfield. Panthers, Jason. 49ers versus Panthers <laughs> is on the docket. It's the 49ers East Coast 
Uh, Swing where they're going to stay out in West Virginia. Yeehaw. So what, do you, what are you thinking about this 49ers versus Panthers matchup? I, I'm a little concerned because the see it's one of those th- things where the Panthers offense is trash. Like Baker Mayfield's QBR is that of somebody who just got their driver's license through the first four games. Like literally, it's like 16.5. Like, it's pretty bad. Um, but their defense is really good. Like I, I so it, it might be a game that is a little bit closer than it should be. And I'm I'm concerned about the left tackle spot, as I kind of mentioned last segment, because Burns is a stud. I know I, I believe he's he's one of your Seminoles, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been watching him for a long time. He's very good. I would have loved to have seen him end up in San Francisco. Him, him opposite a Bosa would have been something special for it sure. It would have been nice. Um, but I I don't. It, it this game feels like San Francisco gets to seventeen. They should be fine because. And it, I I feel bad because I love Christian McCaffrey. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Like he's, but he's stuck having Baker freaking Mayfield. But like. I, I can't believe, oh, actually, I can't believe because I, I said for a long time that he's trash, but he's playing worse than I even expected. And at some point, we, we need to start the Matt Rule to Wisconsin rumors because he was not an NFL coach. He's just not. Well, uh, they made some mistakes, Jason, because they did not get Jimmy Garoppolo. This could be a Jimmy Garoppolo revenge game. It could be. Uh, how dare you choose Baker Mayfield over me? I, I think they when really it, did. I think when it comes Proud. down to it, this game sets up nice for the 49ers. You brought up the defense, but their offense is not good. The 49ers could potentially hold them, you know, pretty low in the scoring department. Their line is really bad too. It is a four o'clock Eastern game, so it's a one o'clock mm-hmm. Pacific start time, which means the Niners clock start at the right time, the same time. That's oh, good news yeah. for them as well. I think it sets up really nice for the 49ers. I think they're going to be motivated to win this game. They're going to have nice film on the Panthers. They just got done playing Arizona. That was so you, an ugly game. That was, was so ugly. It was ugly. God. And oh. if you want to watch some of that ugly film, you can head over to Patreon. I'm going to be breaking that that down it's this week. It's not a lot to break on. Uh, it, it's <laughs> going to be giving a full breakdown of the you know the scouting report of the Panthers, which, uh, yeah, you're right. Baker Mayfield hasn't looked good. They have some playmakers. They, they have LaVisca Chenault. They have DJ Moore. They have Christian Robbie McCaffrey. Anderson, too. Yeah, they have guys. They have a lot of, like... If they get an O line and get an actual quarterback, they could be good. Because yeah. out, outside, is it they crazy? Got guys who can play. Is it crazy that they have two top five pick quarterbacks on their team? Top three yeah. for the same draft. <laughs> like, like I, you know, freaking rules are going like, okay, damn, are, are, are you getting near ready, buddy? Because the Baker experiment's going to cost me my job here. Is it is it bad that I'm glad we have? Uh, Brock Purdy and not those two guys as the backup quarterback. No, it's actually not at all. Because <laughs> as much as I lo- I love Sam when when he was at, at USC, he unfortunately has not gotten much better. Yeah, he sees ghosts. That was a terrible thing to say, bro. <laughs> that, was, that was not that was, that was not wise. Well, Jason, it's that time. It's the game prediction time. Panthers win. No, I'm uh, last week, Jason was epically lies. wrong. Lies. And There's picked no proof the Rams to win, uh, and it was an epic fail. Uh, but you got to have those. There wasn't a sliding scale available because it was either win or loss. <laughs> you couldn't be like, we're either going to win or lose. I did have San Francisco <laughs> covering at least, though. So at least I made a little bit of money on the, the game. Yeah. And, and, and to the people that came through chat and told me that the Rams were going to win by 30 points, I hope you enjoyed the game. There there was that guy who, who tweeted, though, that, that yesterday I could see San Francisco win by 30. I could see San Francisco 
lose by 30, I can see, see San Francisco win by one or lose by one. So, I, so you, you talk about a sliding scale. <laughs> that, covering, that was a sliding scale. That's covering all your that, bases. That, that, that's covering every, every, every base in every ballpark there. What, what's nice is I hope the tweet today says, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew they, 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 they'd win 27 or 24 9. I, I had that one, yes. Okay, Jason. So now tell everyone what the 49ers first Panthers score is going to be. In the Steph Curry Bowl, San Francisco wins it 24. 24- Four to ten. Twenty-four to ten. So you actually have the Panthers scoring a touchdown, which is an uh, impressive feat for them against the 49ers defense. It's, I think it, 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 it I believe it'll be like a special team touchdown. Something okay. kinda or off like a, a trick play or something. Not not just you know who just got ticked off? Brian Schneider. He's not happy with you right now. It's fine. Uh but over so twenty-four to ten is a solid victory for the 49ers. Hopefully Jason is right. I think everyone will take that win. Uh, because that means the 49ers would then be three and two above 500 Going into the, to the Falcon game, and, which yeah. should be a. I mean, these next two weeks, we, we we have to come out four and two. Like, these are two, well, one really bad team, one team that's got a, a pretty good offense, but a terrible defense, too. So, yeah, Atlanta's offense is good. They present some problems, of course, but they are going to be without uh, their, their wide back version. Cordell Patterson. Cordero Patterson. For, uh, 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 at least a month. Yeah, he had knee surgery. So. Which, is, which is bad for my fantasy teams, but good for, good for San, San Francisco. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the Atlanta Fal- Falcons after they take care of the Carolina Panthers. It's a short week for the 49ers, especially with the travel as well. There's going to be a lot crammed in. Uh, it was a short week for us too, Jason, but we got it done anyways. What a great episode, and it's a lot easier talking about a 49ers win than a 49ers loss. Especially when they don't go one for 10 on third down. No, they didn't. In fact, Jimmy was very good on third down, and the 49ers offense overall was good. One of the things, because at halftime, he he was like nine for 17, I believe. And I I, I looked over to Horsey, and I'm like, actually, terrible, because they had three or four balls that that he threw that that were good balls that that should have been caught, too. I mean, Juwan Jennings, bro, like, once a game, you have one right here, and you just <laughs> got to make those catches. Yeah, they did put some down. You know, Kittle wasn't able to get his feet down, too, which would have been a spectacular throw and we catch. We still got to give him the ball more often. Uh, Yeah. It, uh, I, maybe we'll discuss that over on 49ers Face Off on Patreon. <laughs> you guys want to hear that about getting George Andy Kittle Reed the ball does more. with Travis Kelsey. Well, why can't we, we do that, too? Kittle, just... Because Travis Kelsey doesn't block. But in the passing, I mean, just, just find ways to put the ball in his hands. Though. Yeah, it was, I always... We'll get into that on Facebook. I don't want to get into that on this episode, but thanks everyone for watching the A Hill show. I really enjoyed it. On my fantasy teams. I I just love him. So So Jason's talking fantasy. I'm talking real football. (laughs) Uh, Hope you guys all enjoyed it. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Go Niners. (laughs) 